I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. George, way off. It's the side of the backboard. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. One, two, three, Cancun. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking about Pat Bev. I'm thinking about Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris didn't try to hurt anybody in that game. <laughs> Montrez Harold, did he Pat, call Pat did, Beverly did tried he call to at the end of that games? game? Did he call anybody names? I don't think so. Pat Bev, that was a dirty play of Murray at the end of that game. Trying to pull him down on that drive. But this is my okay. surprised face. I just want I just want to ask you this off the top. We're gonna to leave the Lakers thing. But at, if you're the Lakers setting back, are you are you honestly are you more comfortable that you don't have to play the Clippers because they have obviously Kawhi, Paul, George, whatever. Or are you, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to really word it. Or is there like momentum going Denver's way to where you're like, dang, it isn't, it isn't what we, it's what we wanted, but isn't like we wanted it, you know? Yeah. If you're the Lakers, I think sitting, waiting for one of these two teams, you definitely feel some relief. You're not playing the Clippers. I mean, this, this Clippers team Still the most talented team in the NBA, right? Like they have the most talent. They were the title favorite since the beginning of the year. They, you know, were this team that just had all the talent, but they never put it all together. And they just kept waiting to flip the switch and waiting to flip the switch. It looked like they did against Denver when they went up 3-1. And then this Denver team comes back. So I think you're relieved because you don't match up super well against that team. That Clippers team has has beat the Lakers. But with Denver, though... This is a team now that has come back from down 3-1 twice. So this is a team that has some resilience that can win some dang playoff games in a bunch of different ways. So you pro- you feel good about not having to play that super talented Clippers team, but this Denver team is no joke. Yeah, I, yeah, I will say it's the Clippers aren't, aren't a Warriors team. They're not a Heat team. They're not like a big three. They're not. They're not a super team. In they're my clo- opinion, they're, they're close to that. Team. In my opinion, uh, I don't, no, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't you were saying Kawhi is the best player in the NBA. Paul George is top ten. I still 10. say it. Yeah, yeah. I you still, still think, think he's the, the best. best. You still think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA? Yeah, him we or just KD? talked about this the other day. That you said that. No, I think. Well, right now, currently playing, LeBron is the best player. But when KD comes back, KD currently be left player. in the playoffs. Yes, LeBron's no, the best no. player. The best player that was playing this okay. year. I'm not. I'm, this year, this entire year, Giannis, I guess, in the regular season, if you want to break it down in sections, yeah, but. I don't want to do the whole LeBron. Kawhi just I'd scored. Still, Kawhi just scored fourteen. I, I was with you. I was with you that Kawhi was the best player in the NBA. Off the off this game, no, no, he's automatically Kawhi, Kawhi. Off this game, Kawhi is automatically not even this not series in the top this player series, conversation. Down three right one, couldn't yeah finish it out oh i i agree it's a choke job on for sure game seven scores 14 points on six of 22 shooting in 43 minutes and he didn't have an injury or anything like if you're the best player in the nba you you win that game or you win any of these games they were yeah no i agree it's a choke job for sure and then they're what are they they were up in this game too they had a 12 point lead but i would but i would go as far as saying and here here i will take up for lebron this i'll say 
there, there's years that LeBron didn't win and years that he got put out in the playoffs that he was the best player in the league. So I'm not sitting there saying because yeah, of this moment. Team. Yeah, but I'm the just War- saying he got I'm put not- out by the Warriors, right? Like, let's be clear about this. He got put out by a team. With, he like- got put by, he got put out by other teams too. I mean, you can make an argument he was the best player in the league in 2011. What did he do? Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no, like, he- as far as regular season, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but who was I'm next not, in I'm, line there? There, I feel like it's I'm closer not, from. I'm not going. I'm not sitting here saying Kawhi is not like I'm gonna back off. No, I'm not at all. I don't think that. No, because of. You know, the past three games? Heck no. I mean, I'm backing off. I'm out. I'm out. Of course. Of course you are. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything different. I'm out. Giannis, Kawhi. I mean, you know, both of those guys. It's wild. Both those guys are now out. Yeah. yeah definitely more surprising for the Clippers. Two of yeah, the three I, best I players the in the NBA are out now. Not making the conference finals. Yeah, not counting KD, for sure. Yeah, KD, yeah, KD I, and I still Steph think healthy, healthy KD... And Kawhi's the two best players in the, in the world for me right now. Still, man, but, that's and LeBron wild. and LeBron's clearly three. I, it's not a, It's just like this. Just not, In, yeah. Okay, so if you still think he's the N- best Nuggets player, Nuggets win one game. I'm saying that the this whole this whole series. In the series, in the series, he proved that he's not. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, you can I'm, believe it. I'm not trying to. I'm, like, I'm just saying. Yeah, you can be there. I'm sure. I, I, I'm just not at all. Man, <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> you can agree though; it's an incredible choke job. Oh, one thousand percent. I think it's a huge choke job, and definitely, probably. I mean, looking back on it, I mean, I, I, I guess I got to look at Kawhi's career more. But I'm saying, I guess it's the worst, you know, playoff thing that's happened to him. I mean, I guess the, um, the Ray Allen shot well, series. The worst playoff thing that happened to him was when Zaza put his foot underneath. His <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurt for his sure, leg yeah. for the rest of his career, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess the Ray Allen series. And yeah, that def- was huge. I mean, but, but definitely, you know, definitely now. I mean, it's it's still not like the Clippers were, you know, a 73-win Warriors team. They're a clear, they're the one seed in the West. They've won 70 games, blah, blah, blah. But was that I the mean, most, that was the most talented team in the league, though? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm still saying it's a choke job. <laughs> I'm just saying we're acting like, I don't, like, like, I'm, I'm definitely surprised I picked them to win the finals. But I'm not like floored tonight either because they're. You're not like, floored thought, that the team you picked to win the finals didn't get out of the second round and was up three one and lost. I'm not floored because I don't view them as a super team. I never did. You picked like, them to win the finals. They're at least that good. There's never that doesn't have to be super teams <laughs> every year. I, there's a team that's going to win every year. Doesn't mean they're a super. Te- the Mavericks in 2011 one isn't a super team. This is just <laughs> so. On. It's just so wild to me. This team lost. I mean, and the, it is. And, oh, the yeah. way, and the way that they did 89, but they're second best offense in the NBA, just second to the Mavericks. And they scored 89 points against Denver. Denver yeah. wasn't like this defensive juggernaut. Denver's missing a starter. Denver was playing Michael What Porter a fun Jr. team to root for, too. That Den- yeah, that Denver team's so fun. I mean, Jokic, he's the stretched out version of Luka, right? Like if Luka was to add like 200 pounds like, and then stretched just out. Sh- <laughs> stretched, him out, stretched him out like – Inflated Luca. It's Luca if he just added more Play-Doh, right? <laughs> the this Denver team, especially you know Lakers guy, like they're gonna they're the America's team now, right? I mean, everybody's the Nuggets. Gonna be oh them. yeah, yeah, and everybody's yeah. gonna be rooting for the Nuggets. They just beat the Clippers. Um, they're so likable too. 
They are. They're so likable. You love everything about him. You love the story. You love, I mean, like I'm ha- I'm so happy for them. I'm happy for Jokic. I'm happy for the big man in general because everybody's like small <laughs> ball, small ball, small ball. I love seeing a big man. Yeah, these two big what- teams, Anthony Davis and then Jokic and yeah, yeah. Well, Jokic I would say is a little bit different type of bit. Like AD is like a modern Jokic like, seven still- footer. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like Jokic, I view like AD is a big man, but he's like. He can do all this crazy stuff like athletically. I love seeing somebody like Jokic. Like you text me and say Jokic is the best player on the floor and he has like 12 points right yeah, now or something. Yeah, it was like in the, late Whatever, in the third like. quarter. And it's so cool to see a guy like Jokic in this game. And going back to the Clippers, man, if this doesn't show you one of the most underrated things for in the NBA's team chemistry. And I text you in a game and I wasn't joking. I'm like, it seems like this team hates each other. Like they just, they don't, they didn't seem like they played with any joy. Didn't seem like they ever clicked. The whole mercenary tag, like tag for them was it's, I mean, that just defines them. It's like, you just put all these guys together. Yeah. Like say, a hired hey, gun type thing. Yeah. They look like they just played pickup ball for the first time together. And it's just, it's wild. It's funny because they, I think they put a target on their back more than anybody. It wasn't just that they're mercenaries and the chemistry was off. It wasn't just that. It was the trash talking. It's the like laid back approach. Like they're the too mocking. good. Like yeah, like they like they had done it before. I mean, everybody in the NBA media had been saying this above. Like not even bloggers. I mean, we're talking Zach Lowe's, the Bill Simmons, like all these people are like they act like they've done it before, and they honestly did. And that's why they, they're getting crapped on on NBA Twitter, and everybody's loving it because you asked for it, and now look. You didn't even make it to, you know, the, the conference finals, and I mean, Paul George, oof. I see. I, I I'm not gonna lie. His post game press conference in the first round, may, like, makes me not like I haven't sent out a, a snarky tweet against a tweet against Paul George because that's like stuck in my head because of you know the, all the whole social media and how it affects his mental health. Yeah, and y'all can call me like weak on that or whatever, but like I. Yeah, playoff P, it's fun, like make fun of, but now that I know it, like it really affected him, I don't want to like jump on it. And, but that's just me, though. I mean, I yeah. yeah, I think that that's, that's good for you. I don't think that's going to save him from. What's oh, no, it's not, bro. Bro, you can't get on live for a while. <laughs> no, you just, just unplug. This is the that time last to unplug. That shot that he took went off the side of the backboard. That corner three he took, I mean, woo. That's wild. All right, coming up, we're going to get into more about this game. We just, I just we have to talk about this game. It's one of the most wild things that's happening. By the way, the Celtics Heat game was also wild, so we'll talk about that probably a little bit more. Kind of around the league today, just random stuff we're talking about. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about one of my favorite snacks and one of my favorite meal replacements, Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's an incredible bar. If you ever just want to go to the cabinet or go to the pantry and just pick something out. Just say, man, I want something, some kind of snack that's going to tide me over to dinner or replace my breakfast or something that's just going to tide me over to a certain point in the day. I know everyone has that at the office or if you're still at home, you're like, man, I'm working from home. I'm snacking all the time. Here's a snack that you can eat without all the guilt of, man, I'm just eating chips all day or man, I'm just eating like mini muffins all day. I have mini muffins in my pantry right now. I want to get them. 18 incredible flavors with Built Bar. They have six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp, incredible new flavors. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. You can eat them without feeling too worried. They're also covered in 100% chocolate, so you know that they taste good. They're chewy. They're awesome. 
Incredible different flavors. Go check them out at BuiltBar.com. And right now, use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, let's let's just keep talking about this Denver Clippers game because, good Lord, it was it was just wild, the fact that this Denver team can, can win. Uh, man, it makes you think, what if... What if the uh, what if the Mavericks had a different matchup, right? Like, what if the Mavericks got a little momentum in the first round oh, and for played, sure. you know, the Jazz or played the Thunder or the Rockets even, and got a little momentum and then went in and tried to beat this Clippers team? I mean, or if KP even like, I think Jeff Cooperstein said it on on you know on Twitter. He said, "I'm going to play the what if game. What if KP stayed healthy? I mean, man, yeah. there's so many what ifs now that we saw that this Clippers team is is beatable. Well, somebody. Somebody texted me tonight, uh, Bates. He's a um, yeah a friend of mine. Goes to college and he listens to his podcast. Big Mavs fan. And he he texted me. He said, "Does this make you feel any more comfortable about the we want the Nuggets over the Clippers take that we that everybody had that Mavs fans? You know how Mavs are like we we want the clip. I mean we want the Nuggets instead of the Clippers in the first round. Does this make you like think twice about that now or think you like?" You should have had it flipped, or we did play the right opponent in the Clippers in the first round. I still don't. I still think. I, I don't know. I I'm still confident in a healthy Mavs team against this Nuggets team, even though that they against they Nuggets. play. Yeah, the, it, it's the thing about the Nuggets is they like you look at them and you see Jokic, right? He's the main guy. He's their best player, and so you look at him and he just seems so unassuming when you look at him. You're just like, oh yeah, yeah. we could beat him, right? And then he just goes in and, and kicks your ass, right? Like it's just because they still, take on that whole persona. Because there 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 would still be something in a healthy Mavs team that the Clippers that the Mavs would present with Porzingis as the stretch five that the Clippers didn't have, and yeah. I think that would give a different wrinkle on top of the Luca, you know, card and everything. But I seen, I think it was Josh Bow who tweeted out tonight. Said so, a healthy Mavericks team would would be playing in the finals in a few weeks, right? Or they would make it to the finals <laughs> this year. And man, that would be so intriguing. I don't know. I don't think the NBA would let Luca and them beat LeBron. To the hey, finals, we but. were saying that we didn't think that the NBA would stop at anything from letting the Clippers, you know, and Lakers face off. But here we More- are. More the Lakers for me, oh, okay. but yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, LA versus LA, I think they definitely wanted that for sure, and they one thousand percent, and they gave, they gave the Clippers three chances, man. Yeah. So okay, let me ask you this: What's the Clippers like move? I know. Like, do they do they have a move? Do you just run it back? Like what? They're in like the, you have to run it back for the most part, right? So here's the thing: we were going to talk about Montrezl Harrell, and I guess we'll talk about him a little bit today in in regards to the Mavericks. But the Clippers are honestly in a similar situation as. The, the Milwaukee Bucks, in that, their two-star players, Kawhi and Paul George, are going to be free agents or can be free agents after next year. They're going to be 2021 free agents, too. That's why we say that you know it's not just Giannis or Bust in 2021. Both those guys can become free agents. Montrezl Harrell was just making six. This is what I was going to say about Montrezl Harrell today. He just made $6 million this year. He's going to be a free agent this summer. <laughs> Let's play this yes. game. Let's play this game. How much money in his career do you think Montrezl Harrell has made? I'm oh gonna, gosh, I'm gonna do like a hot or cold. Uh, well, he was a second round pick. I mean, twenty million less, less sixteen less fifteen. Fifteen 12? million. He made. He's made fifteen million in his career. Here's wow. here's players that are that have made more than fifteen million dollars just this season. Made more than fifteen million dollars. James Johnson, 
Jan Mahimni, Brandon Knight, Bismack Biombo, Alan Crabb, Evan Turner, our boy Chandler Parsons, Let's go. Nick Batum making 27, which is like almost double, Hassan Whiteside making 27, Paul Millsap made twice as much money this year as Mondres Harrell has made in his entire career. So he's wow. he's not going to take any kind of discount, right? And I don't think this, this Clippers team – at guaranteed money next year is at 109 already. So they're they're capped out basically with that. They have his rights so they could sign him and Ballmer will probably pl- probably probably play uh pay that. But it's going to end up being a Tristan Thompson type thing, right? Where Tristan Thompson was, you know, oh they need him and they don't have a way to replace him in Cleveland and so they just signed him to this massive deal and just went into the the cap and the tax essentially to do it. So they either re-sign him, they're going to lose him. Marcus Morris is you know, he made $15 million this year. He's going to be gone, probably. Uh, his, yeah, Marcus Morris, $18 million, you know, uh, cap hold. I guess it doesn't matter if you're at the cap already. But, yeah, they're either going to re-sign them and have a huge tax bill and just run the team back. I don't know how else they, they make this team better. Like, what trades are you going to make with this team? Paul George for Middleton? <laughs> are you better? Like that's that's your move if you're Milwaukee. No. Okay. So, um, but well, yeah. What what moves would you make if you're the Clippers? I mean, that's what they they're kind of just standing pat and they just run it back. Here, here's the deal with Harold. I think he lost money in the bubble. Oh, man. for sure. I, I, I think it 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 a it, little unfairly. Took, yes, a little unfairly. I, but I mean, I still want him on the Mavs one hundred thousand percent. Still, if the yeah, I think because I I think I'm out. What? But okay. Let me let me rephrase this. I want him. I'm not paying him 15 million a year, but I'm saying he made six this year. But I'm saying if somebody like if honestly if you could get him for the MLE, yeah. If he missed if he if he you know missed out on enough money, you're saying yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you can get him for nine, you wouldn't take Montrezl Harrell for nine million dollars. Defensively, man, I I just don't oh, know if he I don't know if he brings to the Mavericks what they need. Like defensively, he just got so exposed in this series and it, it some of that might have been he's coming back and his legs weren't under him, but game seven in the second round, he's played enough games to where I think his legs are probably under him at this point, and he just got exposed so many different times. And, you know, uh, I think Mavs draft on Twitter said something the other day where, like, Obi Toppin, if he falls to 18, the Mavs, you know, should should grab him in the draft. He's like, Rick Carlisle can find a way to hide him on defense. And I was like, man, there's not many more places to hide on, de- on defense if you're yeah. playing for the Mavericks right now. I don't know if I want to add more players, especially a player like that that's going to demand a whole bunch of possessions and a whole bunch of offense if he's not going to bring anything on the defensive end. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I get the bargain, I, and I understand I, you know bringing him in for that money. I just but don't think he's that bad on defense. I don't think he he's looks that bad, bad in this series. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he's that bad as what we've seen over the past few games. That that's that's all I'm saying about it. I'm not paying him 15 million. I'm not trading somebody off to go try to sign Montrezl Harrell, but I would just love what he bring, who would bring to this team. The toughness, the rebounding, just everything. I think him and KP, like if he's your, like if Dwight Powell's off the floor or whatever it is, and he's your role guy, I think him playing with KP or him coming off the bench, I, I would love, yes, I would yeah, love he, him. He is a role guy with Luka. Like, yeah, offensively, I, I totally get it. He doesn't bring spacing, though, you know, at, at all. Yeah. Basically, that's all. why you can't roll anybody else out there on the floor who can't shoot besides him. 
So but, does your best lineup include him? I don't think it does, which is why I don't want to give him, you know. No, which is fine with me because I'm not paying him 15, 16 million dollars. I, yeah, I don't care to pay somebody off. It's I can't imagine him for, making less than that, to be honest. He's made 15 million his whole career. Like this is his. Okay, there's, there's, there's only three teams that's going oh, to have over 18. He's going to the Hawks, baby. He's going to the Pistons. Yeah. Honestly, could though. I mean, I I could see him going to the Hawks or going to. I mean, who else? I think it's Charlotte and Denver or something like that. I think Pistons have a lot too. Yeah, yeah, not Denver, Charlotte, and Detroit. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think somebody will pay him. I'm just anxious to see what the Clippers do if they just let him walk, or I think Clippers should just sign, just re-sign him and just say Clippers just got to run it back, right? I mean, without with Kawhi and them having just one more year left on their deals, they got to run it back. Do they do anything with Doc? Man, do they do anything with Doc? I don't. Like, is that the, your I move? I, I, I don't know if this was Doc's coming up. Let's talk about if this was this this series was Doc Rivers' fault. We'll talk about that. We'll answer a question from our from our mailbag. We'll do a whole bunch of stuff coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into. All right, let's answer the question that we posed right before we stopped. Was this series Doc Rivers' fault? And to be honest, I don't think it was. I don't think that there is a, really? a, a big move or an adjustment he should have made that would have changed this. His players just, <laughs> they did not show any juice or any kind of like, you know, want to win basically. Do you See, disagree? I, I feel like, yeah, just because, I mean, if I don't think you can hype up how talented a roster is and say how great this team is and, how they're the clear favorites and then say you lose three one in a series and say it's not not at least a good chunk of the coach's fault i i think it i think i think talk has to have a lot to say about this well it's 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 everyone's it's everyone's fault to a degree but i don't think if we're doing the blame pie i don't give doc rivers like 50 percent. i'm not walking out and saying doc Doc is like oh yeah i think it's doc and the players so if you're giving if you're doing a blame pie what percentage would you give him 50 25 yeah, at, at least 50 50 half yeah at least 50 it's not like it's not like they were working with some big injuries or something like that it, i mean it's on the coach and stuff to put and help this team you know put the parts on the floor together and pull people off different things like lou williams can just get torched at times i don't I care what he can do for the, you offensively the, take him out of the game, dang game the problem is you take him out and you replace him with reggie jackson <laughs> That's your replacement. Yeah, That's not. I feel like there was times that you know, Jamal Murray was just cooking. And it's like, why don't you put Paul George or Kawhi on him? Like it's game seven. What are we doing? And but, yeah, what were the minutes uh, in this? Yeah, Paul, Paul George played thirty eight minutes. That's not enough. Man, well, I think he did get in foul trouble in the first half, but still. But, yeah, he had four fouls, but I mean, that, I think Paul George takes an even bigger hit tonight as far as where he stands. Fifty one percent of the blame pie. Like you're running out of you're running out of percentage here. No, I wasn't even talking about percentage. <laughs> okay. I think I think Doc definitely gets fifty, but I I think it's when you look at where Paul George say, stands in the league. I want to say one more thing about Doc Rivers. Their offense, the Clippers' offense, did seem so listless sometimes. They just didn't seem yeah. to have a go-to for anything. Where I think you know Zach Lowe was talking about this. Where there's certain offenses, you just have your pillars. You have your things that you have your isolation score. You have your pick and roll. You have your you know, your mid range or you have, you know, whatever you have your go-to things. The Mavericks have so many go-to things. Luca is a go-to thing, right? He's an offense in and of himself. And then KP is another thing they can go to. They can go to, you know, Curry pick and roll. And then, you know, on one side, Tim Hardaway can run some pick and roll on the other side. So many different things they can run. And it just seemed like the Clippers didn't know what they were doing possession to possession. They were just kind of like, all right, Kawhi, you do a thing. All right, Paul George, you try to do a thing now. 
And it just didn't seem cohesive. So I think you have to give Doc Rivers that's that's where he gets some some flack is give them some you know yeah. they need to have some kind of direction. And I'm not I'm gonna be honest I don't know I feel like I don't have a good handle on coaches and you know maybe he is telling them to do certain things and they're waving off stuff or they're just not taking it seriously which. I wouldn't put past this Clippers team, but yeah. And honestly, he could lose two assistant coaches this year. I mean, Ty Lue looks yeah. like he's probably going to get a job. Sam Cassell was just mentioned for the Houston job. He could lose two, you know, two of his main staff people right there. But what if he I, brings I in think, D'Antoni? What if D'Antoni takes the assistant job? That'd be the fix. What if What if Doc takes over Houston and Sam stays there? Uh, oh, and weird. Austin Rivers opts into his player option. <laughs> I this do was think all this for you, Austin. Just, I think this does make make you wonder though about the Clippers' future. I know, and that you know is Kawhi sitting back saying, "Dang, I should have just went to the Lakers." <laughs> I don't think it, so. <laughs> I don't. I I kind of agree with you that I don't think he was ever really thinking about going there. Does he? But like, is he regretting the Paul George like tandem at this point? He's probably like, "Yeah, I picked the wrong guy," right? <laughs> yeah, because. You do wonder, like, if the Clippers made it to the finals, or even if they went, you know, six, seven games with the Lakers and they lost, you would be walking out saying, "Oh yeah, just run it back." You know, you run it back. Yeah, you got right. Paul George, Kawhi, blah blah blah. But you lose to the Nuggets in the second round after being up three one. After being up three one, and there's not like that. That makes you wonder, man. Is, is there? Do they entertain stuff next year? Do what? What do they do? What can they do with Kawhi and Paul George and I think it's more about a Paul George card. I think Clippers are looking at it saying we got to do something. Do we do something with, you know for Kawhi? And what is Kawhi? And they gave up so many picks for him. Then they gave up like five picks. Well, for Paul I, George. I mean, man. one of my one of my pet peeves is when people say this is what they gave up for Paul George. It's what you gave up for Paul George and Kawhi, because Kawhi was not coming in, unless Paul George was was you know being traded there. So it was all the picks and stuff for Kawhi and Paul George, not just Paul George. All the picks they gave up for Paul George, man. Wild. Which is crazy. When, yeah, because <laughs> SGA and all that stuff too. But and S- Yeah, and SGA with that. I just, I think going forward for the Clippers, they, they didn't have what the Raptors had last year, and that's a Kyle Lowry. They didn't have a guy that's like kind of your company man, right? The guy that's been around, that's kind of the guy that, you know, Pat brings everybody to. Well, the thing is, he should have been that, and, and he's just – He's so focused on the other team that he he isn't inwardly focused, right? Where Kyle Lowry seems like he's more inwardly focused to his team. He's going to rally his team. He's going to flop and get his team excited. Whereas Pat Be- Pat Beverly is like, I'm going to get in your grill. I'm going to be up in your face. I'm going to get in, you know, and he's like all yeah. outwardly focused, which, you know, has a role for sure. And we wanted him on our team all summer. Pat but- Beverly is like a key- is like keto diet Aldi brand Kyle Lowry. <laughs> he <laughs> He thinks he's Kyle Lowry, and but he's just skinnier, and he's just he's not Kyle Lowry with nowhere near the offensive game that Kyle Lowry has. But no, yeah, as a, as a leader, and they needed somebody like that that's going to rally everybody together, and it just they just didn't have that. They didn't have a guy like that. Paul George is nowhere near that. Kawhi is nowhere near that. They're so similar in the way that they like quote unquote lead or the way that they set an example, and they just don't have that fire. Like Montrezl Harrell so, should have been something like that. Pat Beverly should have been, and they just it felt like. They were taking it in the wrong direction, right? It felt like they were, you know. Yeah. So welcome to Locked On Mavs. <laughs> uh, we, have five, five, we have five minutes to go. We just railed on the Clippers this entire podcast. Okay, let, let's do the last five minutes on how this relates to Mavericks, like team building moving forward. 
I think this shows something to the sense that Donnie and them have mentioned this over the past few years of, and especially this past off season on bringing back these guys, bringing back Dorian and Maxi, these guys who've been in Seth, he's been in the system before, even like bringing signing Trey Burke. When you have, you're building this camaraderie together and over time, like it, you just see that more and more that, it's hard. It's hard for teams. I mean, we always go back to 2011 for Mavericks and stuff, but that's like one of the prime examples. Look at those, you know, those guys they tried to just randomly bring in there to surround around around LeBron, Wade, and Bosh and those guys. And yeah, they made it to the final and stuff, but then they got beat. And that's the hard part. And this is what Dallas is trying to go for: is like, hey, let's keep the band together. Let's bring, keep as many of these pieces we together. Let's grow together. We build this chemistry and stuff together instead of the mercenary type thing. Unfortunately, it's just when you do form, you know, two max, you know, guys or you're a super team like the Warriors or the Heat back in the day, you do have to kind of take the mercenaries approach with, you know, bringing in these guys for on one year contracts. But I think it just says something. I'm just walking at this clip. Whole Clippers experience is so fascinating because team chemistry is the team chemistry truthers out there is this is a huge win for them tonight because everybody who preaches team chemistry they're like waving their flags and I saying, here we go. This is prime example. You can't just put anybody together. You can't just put any pieces together or any egos or whatever it is. It has to fit. And this is, this is case in point right here. Absolutely. I think that the continuity point is a really, really good one. I think that that matters for the Mavericks. I think that even though KP was hurt during the playoffs, I think that getting all those guys that are signed for multi-year deals, Dorian, Maxi, you know, um, Seth Curry, like even Luca, like getting all those guys together and playing together. I think that was, that was huge having a moment like this where they can look back and say, all right, you know, we're down here, but remember when we were in game four, the Clippers, you know, I I don't know if if they do that in the moment, but they have something to go back on. I think that is super important. It's so hard to bring these. We, we try to like fantasize and bring all these players together and like, Oh, what if they, you know, did all this and they traded for Giannis and like, yeah, that'd be great. But then he needs something, uh, some kind of foundation to be built. And that's what the Mavericks are building right now. And that's why their future is so bright. So awesome. And yeah, that's, that's, uh, I I, I think as a Mavs fan moving forward, when, when the Mavericks came out of that series with the Clippers, there are some of us saying, man, this, you know, this is going to be a rivalry for the next few years, or this is going to be fun to watch these teams battle, blah, blah, blah. I think this could be, I'm not saying this could be, this is the end of the Clippers because it just started, <laughs> but I'm saying if you like when you're a team like the Mavericks and you're looking at teams that you want to move past in the next, you know, three years and put yourself in that, that upper category, this definitely helps you with a team above you in the Clippers of, man, they just look out of funk and they could look at roster stuff over the next year or so and all this different stuff. So I think as a Mavericks fan tonight, you are setting back just from a mass perspective, kind of laughing it off because we saw what they made fun of and all that different stuff. <laughs> the Clippers laugh when they beat the Mavericks. And it's a team that looks like they're really dysfunctional moving forward. And in the near future, hopefully the Mavericks can pass them up. But so real quick, Nuggets, Lakers. How many games do the Nuggets win, in your opinion? Oh, two or three. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking really? that. Yeah, yeah. I much. I have a lot of respect for this Nuggets team. I think that they're really good. Well, guys, they've, they've proven to be really resilient. And yeah, the Lakers do match up with them really well, though. Well, yeah, they do. But uh, you know, on the other end, you saw the Clippers, and you're like, oh, the Clippers are a terrible matchup for the for the Nuggets, and they got beat. So. I'm ordering Nuggets jerseys tonight. If anybody <laughs> needs any, uh, let me know. Um, we'll be moving on to Locked On Nuggets. 
And if y'all need to follow the Nuggets over the next week or so, I'm, I'm all on board. We'll be creating Nuggets headers for us on Twitter. Go Nuggets. This is I'm the biggest Jokic <laughs> fan there's ever been. Our Let's Locked go. on Jamal Nuggets Murray. podcast is, is really, really good. It's it's you know HP Basketball. It's uh, Matt Moore and Adam Mares as well from uh, DNVR. They're, they're really, really good. I actually listen to them a decent amount. So go listen to them. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us. We'll be back for the rest of the week. As Isaac says, go Nuggets. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Peace out. Boom. Boom.